0: we always have to refine our target audience because we evolve, our business evolves. Like we're not the same person that we were yesterday or even six months ago, a year ago. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter. So that's something that you're always revising, right. And refining. So I always ask even for myself and I even get annoyed with myself. I'm like, all right, let's go deeper because we always (laughs) say like, what are our pain points? And we always say that. But then like when you start to get the answers, you keep digging and keep digging and keep digging until you figure out what the real issue is, and that's what you want to speak to.
1: Welcome to another episode of the Light and Dark Photography Podcast. I'm your host, John Mansfield. Every week, I bring you conversations with photographers and other creative entrepreneurs who share tips and strategy and inspiration. Uh, so whether you shoot light and airy, dark and moody, or anywhere in between, we're here to help you grow your community, build your business, and create the lifestyle you always dream of. Today, my guest is Akua Kanadu. She is a storytelling strategist and social media educator uh, based in the Minneapolis-St. Paul area. She's also the host of the Here's the Tea podcast. And uh, on the show today, we're talking about how you can use storytelling in your marketing to make an impact in the lives of those around you. So Akua, welcome to the podcast. I'm excited to chat with you today.
0: Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm super super excited for this conversation and I hope that people are excited too. Please be. Yes. Excited.
1: I I'm excited. I am I am people and I'm excited. So Yay. I literally have people on my shirt right here. <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm excited. I I uh I feel like marketing is one of those things that I thought I knew what marketing was. And then I started learning more about marketing. I'm like, oh, I didn't know what marketing was. I just I knew what selling was. And um, in storytelling and marketing is very um, I'm very intrigued by that. So I'm like ready with with pen in hand right here just (laughs) to to take some notes. Um, So, yeah. Could you give us a little background about you and and what you do, um, all that for the listeners?
0: Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, So I, number one, I feel like you can all, there's always still so much to learn with marketing. Like I'm still learning all the time. So, um, but for myself, I don't have a background in marketing or anything like that. I actually um, have a, background in biology, um, with a minor in chemistry. And so I growing up always knew that I thought, thought that I wanted to work in healthcare, wanted to be a dentist. Then I hopped to doctor. Then I hopped to nurse anesthetist. This was all while I was in college. Um, (laughs) And then I finally got to like my junior year and I was like, I don't want to do any of this, (laughs) you know, but I was like "Uh, this debt, though, I'm going to see it through. I'm going to get this degree. (laughs) But I was like, I need to figure out like what I want to do. So um, one day randomly, like I was on Instagram and I saw that there was um, a pageant um, for Miss Minnesota USA. And so then I um, decided to apply for it. I was kind of like, oh, you know, I've never done this before. Let's kind of give it a shot, something new and um, applied. And then I got accepted. So then I competed in Miss Minnesota USA, which was an awesome time, but I spent nine months training for that. That's kind of where I learned a lot of, just within pageant training of how to storytell. Cause you have to meet judges and you only meet them for five minutes, three to five minutes. And it's oh, wow, like a yeah. panel of them and you have to be able to share a story. You have to be able to make um, an impression within a very, very short amount of time. And so that was kind of where I got a lot of that training. And so I got to compete in Miss Minnesota USA, which was really fun um, and exciting. But I didn't win, obviously, (laughs) but it was through that process that I competed, uh, tried another um, pageant system, which was the international pageant system and competed for Miss Minnesota International. And I won that one. And so it was through that process, which... um, Where you know, usually in pageantry, you have a platform that you are most passionate about, and and if you win, you this is what you spend a lot of your time talking about um, at different events and all and volunteering and all that stuff. So mine was No More, which aims to end domestic violence and sexual assault against women and children. And so it was through that, um, just sharing my own story with domestic violence, that um, I kind of really got to see just how impactful storytelling was. Uh, Mm -hmm. There were just a lot of people from all different walks of life. It didn't matter eth- ethnicity, background, socioeconomic status, like somebody was able to relate to what I was sharing in some capacity and people that like, I would never talk to if I saw them on the street and vice versa. Right. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So oh, yeah, it yeah. really does have a way to bring people together. And it really, storytelling really does, um, does it beautifully where it just like removes people's guard, like, right. And where people are, able to be more open and transparent. And so it was through that whole process where I like realized, I'm, like, I think I want to work in in marketing. And um, I didn't start off that way at first. I literally just started off with like Instagram and social media because I'd learned just again, how impactful it was because people from like everywhere was able to connect with my story. And then I kind of just leaned more into it when I kind of was like getting more burnt out. And I was like, I think I want to do storytelling like that's naturally what I love to do. And Mm -hmm. I love to be able to connect with people that are so different than me. And why not help people find their voice and show up in a way that feels good to them on social media. And that's kind of how I've just now been doing what I've been doing. And I absolutely love it because it's, it's, it's such a blessing. Like it's, it's just, I play get to play such a small part in helping people share who they are to the world and being able to do it in a way that feels so good to them and they feel so confident um, in creating that content and then also to being able to sell their offers a lot easier um, which is what I really really enjoy
1: doing so that's a little about me. Yeah. The whole... That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cool. I I love that the uh, like I I love how that is not. um not just everyone's uh, way into like social media marketing and storytelling and everything, like pageantry is not the uh the common path, and I love those stories like yours that are just like you know you you found what you are meant to do, like you love doing what you're doing through a different avenue because you were you were trying something new and you were just like, yeah, pageants." Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've never done this. I'm going to try it. And then through that, we're able to find storytelling. And I, I love stories like that. And I love hearing that. Cause it's like, we find the things that we love. Like I found photography through a like weekend job that I had at a wedding venue um, in college. And I was like, I was going to college for something else and I was not even planning to do photography. I just, liked cameras and stuff and then found that through working in through weddings. I was like, actually, I really like weddings. This is not something I would have known had I not just picked up this little job doing like being a landscaper at a wedding venue. But uh, but yeah, that's really cool. So does storytelling come naturally to you? Did that was that something that you're just like you've always been good at telling stories or was that something that really going through the like the training of pageants you kind of learned uh how to storytell a little bit better
0: that's super funny because nobody's ever asked me that question so i'm like oh let me think (laughs) about that that's actually that's actually good um i think naturally in regards to writing i've always been a natural storyteller like even just in college and stuff like you know writing papers um you know those types of things i've always been able to naturally do that which I think helped. But when I got to pageantry, it's speaking, right? Like actually speaking and sharing a story. Right. That was trickier. And because I can be long winded, which is what I learned very quickly. And yeah. me <laughs> and my, too. And yeah. my coach would be like, cut that out. Nope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? You, Just so
1: you have three minutes. You have three minutes, go lady. Yeah. Like, <laughs>
0: You know what I mean? And so it was, it was both. I think, you know, again, like, I think some of us are natural storytellers. Like, just like, think about it. You read your favorite book, you see your movies, which are come from scripts, right? Like naturally some of us writing, it's a little bit easier to do that. So like, I think for me, even with like creating marketing content, when it comes to writing my captions and stuff, I just naturally do that. But, um, That doesn't mean that I still don't have like still don't need to refine things because I'm always refining stuff. But definitely from like speaking from a speaking standpoint um, that I now use to apply to creating social media content. One thousand percent. I had to be trained in a lot of different areas. And so like even now, just having um, making like even my captions, my content, more concise, more simple, more straight to the point that absolutely came from. Because again, I think about, I got three, five minutes, right? Like think about it with right. social media. Like you have just like a millisecond to get people Mm -hmm. to stop their scroll. Right. So how are you going to do that? And so that's kind of where I think a lot of that pageant training just put like a lot of those reminders for me of, all right, like how can I make this concise? How can I get to the point? Even if it's a little bit of a longer story, how can I make sure I'm keeping the necessary information that's relevant so that the people, so I can get people to feel what I want them to feel and do what I need them to do after they've engaged with my story. So I feel like it's a little bit of both. Okay.
1: Okay. OK, yeah, that's where I feel like I have a problem is like with those longer stories where there are a lot of details and like like this is important to the story. But I tend to lose people in the middle and I can just see it in their eyes that are just like, OK, and now I'm thinking about like lunches in an hour and I got to. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like that kind of uh, keeping people engaged. Um, captions are a little bit different because like it, like you said, like if that is is writing. And I also feel like I'm pretty good at at writing words, but it's the speaking. I'm very long winded and I will just go into every single little detail because in my mind, I'm like, you need to know what it felt like that day and what the colors were and like all these yeah. details that may not be important
0: yes and so when you think about it, even too when you're creating video content right which is so like i'm like people are still really struggling with that right and you're speaking yeah. if you yeah. want to do like those types of content like reels or tiktoks or whatever or even just showing up on stories like you know, and you're speaking. So again, like you still, those are things that can still storytelling can be implied in all areas. Right. And there might be some areas where it'll comes naturally to you. And there might be areas that, that don't, and that's the same thing with me. And what I love about storytelling that number one, like you can absolutely be strategic about it, but there's so many different ways to do it, which is great. So you don't put yourself in the box. You have a freedom to just show up in a way that feels good to you. And then we can like refine that and really like nail it down. Like, okay, like this seems to work for you. So let's kind of hone in on that and, and, um, create content. That is awesome. So, yeah, I think it's, again, to your point, I think it's, there's areas that we can all improve on, but there's also areas that we're naturally good at. So like lean into both, even if it makes you feel uncomfortable. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a great, um, like a great word to, to, think about and be be mindful of areas that you're really good at storytelling or really good at speaking or writing or you know, uh, calling out the details that don't need to be there and uh, and lean into that. Uh, so yeah, I think that's great. So like with storytelling and with marketing, um, I'm very interested to get into like what that looks like. But maybe before we do that, kind of like a baseline of what does marketing look like like if it doesn't have story to it like if there's no storytelling in your marketing like how is that What does that look like? that might be how a lot of us you know the listeners are currently marketing um, yeah so yeah. um
0: yeah, no, I'm thinking because like with storytelling right like you're you're taking like the facts. And you're weaving it with emotion, like that's naturally storytelling, right? So like, especially of your brand, like you're taking the facts of your brand, products or services, whatever, and you're weaving it with emotions to cut, to create it, to be able to communicate a certain narrative. Um, So even with that, I'm thinking of like an example could be um, like myself, I am a content strategist. I could easily say, or I could say, I will help you find your voice so that you can, you know create content that aligns with you to help you sell your offers with ease they're both communicating the same thing but which Mm. one sounds at least i just wing that you guys so if you're like that wasn't very good my bad but you get my point (laughs) like no it
1: made me want to hire you for sure right like (laughs) Like, that sounds so much better
0: that sounds so much better right like to where it makes it more interesting it makes me want to engage with you um especially if you're using certain adjectives or emotions that like I'm experiencing because right, like I have a like a lot of us with storytelling, you're using like marketing in general, you're trying to solve people's pain points, right? Like when you're communicating. Mm-hmm. Um so that's the same thing with storytelling. You're gonna really weave in the facts of like what it is that you do and bring that like human piece, that emotional piece. Because I say this all the time and if you listen to any other of my interviews or whatnot, like I say it in people will buy when their like emotional, internal emotions are being solved, right? Like, how is this going to really make them feel when, um, you, your service, whatever it is that you offer really takes the weight off of them. Um, you know what I mean? And so you're going to have to really tap into like how people are feeling, which, um, some of us, it comes naturally and some of us, it doesn't, and that's okay. There's no (laughs) shame. you know, it's just another area that we just have to refine, but it's like really having that empathy piece, like really trying to view things from your, audience's point of view, um, I think is that's so, that's so important in storytelling is empathy. Um, so yeah, I don't know if that helps, but that's, that's, that's what storytelling is, right? Like if you're bringing people on a journey, if you are like, well, if it's not like what storytelling is not, sorry, that's what you originally asked. But like, think about it, right? Think of certain contents that you've engaged with of like your favorite brands, where they've walked you through a journey where you're like, "Holy crap, I see myself within that." Compared to like if somebody's just trying mm-hmm. to share with you a product or service and they're just like stating, "Like, hey, this is what I have to offer, and this is how it can help," but they're not talking, like they're not connecting with you on a human level, right? Like, and an into more intimate level, that's storytelling. Okay. If yeah. That makes
1: sense. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I feel like I've seen those those ads on Instagram or something that just like pop up and they're just like straight to the point. I'm going to sell and there's no no connection. There's no building. It's just this is what we have. And this is the price. And yeah, and
0: and that works. And that like not saying that doesn't work, you know what I mean? It can. I'm just saying like, if you really Uh want to, especially have clients that really, uh, are fit for you, Uh um, you know, really being able to connect with them beyond what it is that you offer. Um, right. Because your values like more and more ever since like the shit show of 2020, um, I say Uh this all the time too. like more and more people are investing in businesses that really truly communicate their values. Gen Z, millennials, I'm a millennial. Um, you know, Gen Z as well. Like a lot of us can tell when people are being disingenuous and a lot of us are much more intentional about where we put our money. So, if you are not really communicating because your brand is an extension of who you are. If you're not able to communicate who you are, your values, what you believe in, you know, it's going to be harder for people to want to invest with you because I think a lot of us are much more intentional about that. It goes beyond now. Just, you you know, you're not the only person that offers what you offer. I'm not the only, you know what I mean, storytelling strategist. I certainly am not. But the clients that I have is because they connect with me because of like my personality, my values, um, how I show up, like that's what helps me stand out because my experiences are so different from the, the next person who also does storytelling. Like they view things a different way than I do. So that's what makes you stand out. That's what helps you make your content more original is your experiences that people, and like, don't be afraid to share them because what you think may not be beneficial is probably beneficial to somebody. Right. So, oh, yeah. Um, yeah
1: yeah yeah and and sharing all of that like you said it sets you apart and like if we're in the 80s sure like you don't have to do that as much because you're mostly just going to get work uh business from people who live in the same town but like you're you're in uh minneapolis i'm in uh you know around houston texas we can work together in 2022 2023 and uh it's it's so much easier uh, for people to find more and more people who do the same thing. So having that, uh, that your own personal brand and having that individuality out there, uh, your uniqueness really, uh, really is important in marketing, uh, today. Get freedom back into your life with Freedom Edits. Do you often feel overwhelmed by the endless supply of photos, the amazing photos that you've taken, and you're just needing to edit them now? And they're just piling up and piling up. I know the feeling. I feel you. I was you not too long ago. But Freedom Edits is a team of photo and video editors who absolutely love to edit. You know that thing that you don't really super enjoy? Maybe you really love taking the photos, but you hate editing. These people love editing. They are a unicorn. They are amazing. And what I love about Freedom Edits, other than regaining more time to work on my business and spend afternoons with my kids and evenings with my wife, is that they are very hands-on with feedback. They want to know all the little tweaks you'd make to their edits, and then they learn how to better match your style. Now, I hardly have to adjust anything when I receive galleries back from my editor, Nick. What is up, Nick? You are amazing. So head to lightdarkco.com slash freedom to get 30% off your first order. Their prices are hella affordable anyway for the amount of time that they save you already. So get 30% off lightdarkco.com slash freedom and get more freedom in your life. And I also love how you, how you mentioned having that empathy to kind of like put yourself in your, uh, your client's shoes or in your, your, uh, you know, ideal client avatar. Um, how could, you know, for someone who's just like, I'm not an empathetic person. I don't like, it was really difficult for me. What is maybe like a tip or something for them to, to really be able to start seeing through their clients eyes and be able to speak to their pain points?
0: Yeah, I think number one, if you're just like naturally not that person, there's no shame, number one, right? Um, but two, just ask, think of people that you have loved working with or like a previous client and just ask if you can interview them. I did that. You know what I mean? And I'm naturally like an empathetic person. However, I was like, I still need to figure out my client. And I like, you know, I think a lot of us, when we do figure out, like when we do think of like our avatar or whatever, for me personally, it was really difficult for me to just make the person up because then I realized I was like hella biased. I was like putting stuff that I knew I liked that I wanted my person (laughs) and so I was like this is not gonna work for me um and so for me personally I thought of like past clients that I enjoyed working with um and it was like an actual person that I knew or somebody that I personally knew and had a relationship with but and I would love to work with one day so like I knew mm-hmm. enough about them to where I could you know what I mean reach out and if I had any other additional questions they answered it for me no problem so actually I think it helps a lot too to really just like, Ask it like whether it's like, you know, give something in exchange, like, oh, I'll get you a coffee or whatever and just interview them and ask them. Right. Like what keeps them up at night? Like what are their struggles and stuff like that? Because with storytelling, um, it's extremely powerful. I feel like it's such a small piece of marketing, but when it it's done so well, I mean, it's, it's fantastic, but it like it, because it truly affects not only like it affects your brain, but also provides psychological, like physical, sorry, physiological responses in the body, which is wild. And so if you are able, and one way to be able to do that is you have to intimately know who it is that you're speaking to down to even using the same language that they use. So what better way to do that than ask the the actual person? Um, Right. So That's what I do. Like, I just ask, I just ask people, whether that's taking a poll on Instagram or, um, you know, there's somebody I really want to talk to that like, okay, this person is an ideal person for me. I will just reach out to them and ask, or if it's like a past client that I've, that I've enjoyed and loved working with, definitely ask them and, um, you will get some really, really solid things to, to start working with.
1: Okay. Yeah. I think uh, that that was great. What are like maybe some questions if someone's like, okay, cool. I have someone in mind. I need to ask them some questions. I'm blanking. I have no idea what questions to ask. Like what are some questions that we could ask those, like those past clients or like the yeah. the someone that you've, you've, uh, you've met on Instagram and you DM back and forth. You're like, I would love to work with them, but I don't know where to start.
0: Yeah. So I think for me, like even when I was like creating my, My service. Um, you know what I mean? I got really burnt out. Like I said, with Instagram strategy and all of that jazz. And what I noticed was a lot of my clients, like past clients that I had, I was like, okay, I'm giving them the strategy, but even when it comes to like that content creation piece, a lot of people just don't know how to communicate. And so I went back and I just like asked people, like, hey, and I would think about like my industry. I'm like what I knew I wanted to do more storytelling and I knew that leaning more into content strategy. So I would just ask, OK, like number one and also too, like a lot of people struggle with like the process of creating like the content creation process, right? Like creating a calendar and all that jazz. So I just like would ask people, I said, hey, like, what is it about content creation that you don't like? And I would have people like ask me that. And then I'd be like, OK, like, how does that like make you feel And I like to look at too, when I'm um, asking people just about that, just look at it holistically. Like when you're solving a pain point, like you have to look at like, not just how it like affects them within you know, this specific area of their business, but how is it also affecting their life? Right. Like in other areas, because again, people want to be able to solve a problem and it's supposed to make their life easier. So I just like to look at it holistically. So I'm like, okay, like how does that make you feel because you can't solve it? And then I just kind of ask like more like prying, like more like intriguing questions. Like, does it affect like how you're showing up in other areas of your life? And again, it's like somebody I have a relationship with. So it's like not weird that I'm asking these questions, but that's what I like to say to
1: like you're not, and you're, you're not cold call, calling anyone. I'm not call, like, don't do tell me about your life.
0: <laughs> <laughs> People will be like, what? So, you know what I mean? That's why I say, like, really think of somebody that you've enjoyed working with somebody that you know. So then it's more easier to get, like, be able to ask more um, vo- like intimate questions, not like overly where like you're crossing a boundary, but just enough to where like, okay, like I'm able to really understand emotionally how this person is genuinely feeling. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause a lot of times, like, even with my clients and my storytelling intensive, like I have them fill out. Whoop, sorry. Can y'all still hear me? Sorry. <laughs>
1: you're good. You're
0: good. <laughs> um, even when I have them fill out, um, you know, th- we do a target audience analysis where we're really like going in deep into it. And naturally like, I'm like, okay. Like a question that I always ask is like, um, What are their pain points, right? Like, what's keeping them up at night? And people will sit, and then I'm like, how does it make them feel? They'll be like, oh, yeah, it makes me sad, makes them depressed. I'm like, okay, those are great starting points, but like, let's go deeper. What other emotions could they be experiencing beyond sad and depressed? What things are they specifically doing that would be like, what activities are they specifically doing that would showcase that, that they are depressed or different things like that, right? Like how does it truly, truly make them feel? Are they feeling, does it stem from them not feeling worthy? Does it stem from them not feeling good enough? And if that's the case, then if you're somebody that feels that way currently, that's going to affect how you show up in other areas of your life. Right. Oh, yeah. So that's kind of how I like view it. So anyways, that's how like I asked, I just asked people, okay, like what are certain areas that you don't like? And like I said, going back to the like content creation process, people like, I just don't, I hate that. I don't have the time. Okay. And then like, if it's, if content creation is taking up a lot of their time, then they're like, well, I don't have time to spend with my family and I'm not a mom or a parent or anything like that. I'm just a cool aunt <laughs> <And> to <awesome laughs> the nephews, but I'm always the person that's like giving the parents like that time in that space. So like, you know, they could feel like, well, I feel like I'm not a good enough parent because I don't have enough time. Like, you know what I mean? Really think about it holistically about how this affects their whole life. Yeah. And then kind of go into it with that. If that makes sense. I feel like I just rambled a lot. So hopefully I offered some.
1: No, yeah, it was, it was a, a a very, uh, it was, it was a ramble with a lot of information in it. So it was great. Um, but yeah, like I, I love the follow-up questions because I feel like it's sometimes we might be able to ask those like, the the initial like what are your pain points and then we're trying to figure out how to speak to those pain points yes and that follow-up question the follow-up questions of how does that make you feel like why is that a pain point for you what is it taking away from you in the rest of your life because you can talk to someone about you know how to like batch uh you know making reels or content and stuff like that but whenever you're speaking to about how they're going to get back more time to spend with their family they're going to be able to batch everything that they need for an entire week or two in one day so then they don't have to think about it for the rest of the week and they can really spend that time focusing on what's what else is important to them like those kind of things that's where like that that storytelling it they feel the uh that draw in of like that's what i want yeah I want that. time. Like, I feel like I'm not seeing my family.
0: So exactly. There's always a core deep reason why somebody wants what they want. Mm. Like you can always see the superficial reason, but there's always a deeper core reason. And like I agitate the shit out of people. I know I do when I'm always (laughs) like, let's go deeper, even with myself. Like I all because we always have to refine our target audience because we evolve our business evolves like we're not the same person that we were yesterday or even six months ago a year ago you know what i mean it doesn't matter so that's something that you're always revising right and refining so i always ask even for myself and i even get annoyed with myself i'm like all right let's go deeper because we always (laughs) say like what are our pain points and we always say that but then like when you start to get the answers you keep digging and keep digging and keep digging until you figure out what the real issue is and that's what you want to speak to yeah
1: yeah it's like it reminds me of a toddler because i have I have two of them in the house right now and uh and like it reminds me of that kind of just annoyance of you know but why and then you're like well this is this is why there's wind and they're like but why i'm like okay well i guess and then you have to like just go deeper and deeper and deeper until you're just like you know going into the science of things and they're just like okay. And they're satisfied and they have no idea what you're talking about and they go on. But like that kind of questioning of, but why do you feel this way? Why does, why is this a pain point for your client? Why do they want help with this? And just like deeper and deeper and deeper is, uh, that's, that's really great. Cause even for me, like I'm, I'm working on, uh, rebranding right now. So I'm like, Deep in the thick of looking at uh, at my new um, target client because it has changed a little bit over the last five years and since the last time that I really went deep and and figured out all this. So this uh, this why and going deeper and deeper and like peeling off one more layer and asking that next question. Like uh, I'm gonna be doing that this afternoon. So thanks, Akua. <laughs> this is yeah be, yeah. I, is I'm so
0: happy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: So, okay. Awesome. Once we dive deep and we ask those questions and we are connecting more emotionally with our target clients, how can we reshape that into storytelling and like into our marketing? How does that look uh, like actually putting it out there into marketing?
0: Yeah, I think, um, number one, I always like to say too, that like stories are everywhere. So I know for me personally, like, okay, I knew I have this service. I knew that this is what I now want to share. So it's like, okay, like when it comes into content, right? Like I look at my everyday life too. So of course, like we have like these overarching stories that, you know, as business owners that we should have, right. Just naturally, like we're sharing our, our business journey or, you know, our client's journey or whatever. But then like, even too, when creating other content, to show up in like that day to day. I just show like what I'm currently going through within my journey. Like there was a a post I did a while ago, but it got, it did really, um, well, a lot of times, a lot of my content too, will spark conversation, which that's a lot of the goal of like when I create my content. Cause I'm like, I just want to chat community really just know what's happening and stuff. So I'm very honest about where I'm at. Um, But I also do want to preface, like, really think about what your boundaries are in regards to storytelling, because it is it can be very vulnerable, which is awesome. But also, too, like, if you're not comfortable sharing specific aspects of your life, that is okay. I'm like hopping, but I'm going to come back to that point, because I feel like another issue that a lot of people have with storytelling is that they feel like they have to have this big, dramatic, traumatic life in order to share their story. And that is far from the case, because the most stories that people connect to get the most engagement and whatnot is the stories that we consider mundane, the stories Mm -hmm. that are like the everyday life, everyday stuff because it's the most relatable. So I at least just want to speak to that because I always, that's, there's always somebody that always thinks like, especially when they hear my story, they're just like, I've never had anything like that happen to me. And I'm like, okay, like your story is just as valid as mine does not take away from what you've been through or whatever. And like, again, so those are just two things I would like to share. It's like really think about what your boundaries are all good. You don't have to be like this super, you know, spilling your whole business out there. Like that's not, you definitely do not have to do that. Uh And two your story is just as valid as mine. So there's that.
1: Okay. But
0: um, now just leaning back into, all right, like how can we now just start applying that? Um, just every single day, I like to always ask myself just certain types of questions of like, okay, why do I want to share this story? Like, why do I want to share it? What value is this going to provide for people? How do I want people to feel? And what do I want them to do? So for example, I was like, kind of like having a hard time Social media, I love it, but also too, let's not act like there aren't some cons to it. Like there aren't some, even for me who works in social media, like sometimes it just gets very exhausting and it can be a little heavy. And I think I made a post a long time ago, just being honest of like, I'm an Instagram strategist and I still have a hard time showing up. I hide behind my clients and I'm going to be honest about that. And Mm -hmm. I was shocked by the fact of how many people like responded and commented. And I don't have a large audience, but the engagement was there and we just had a conversations and Um, I've had people who I don't post every day. I'm not going to deny that, but I've had people where I'm still booking off of Instagram because they love my content the things that I've posted where they're like, I really like the way that you view social media. I really like the way that you view storytelling. I really like the way that you do things. So again, my value, the the values that I've communicated, they immediately loved it and wanted to book with me. So, um, again, really think about, ask yourself those questions. Like how is this going to bring value to people? Because one thing too, with storytelling, which is very easy to do Is a lot of the times when we are creating stories and especially if we're like, we're the center of the story, we can communicate it in a way that says, Hey, look at me, right? Like where it just, it's not genuine. um, It's not relatable. People are just kind of like, I don't connect with this. I use still my journey that I'm going through, but I present it in a way where my audience, like they're, they're the center point, they're the focus. um, And I'm coming alongside them. That's how I like to view it because a lot of the times, like there's always different types of stories. Like I'm sure some people may have heard like the hero story where like the brand is the hero and that's fine. But for me personally, like I don't, I don't work that way. Like when I'm sharing my content, it is not to put myself front and center. It is to make my audience front and center to be like, Hey, like I'm going through this. I see you going through it too. Let's come together. Mm Mm-hmm. So and so now when we go now into services. Right. So this is kind of like how like everyday stories of like my journey and like what I'm going through, really building that community, providing value of like I have a hard time showing up as an Instagram strategist. This is what I'm currently learning right now in that journey, that messy middle, which I think we need to share more of that as entrepreneurs and Um, even with our clients, like, like I am very honest with my clients and I, and I love working with them, right? Like we're able to build a really solid foundation and relationship because I'm, I'm able to be honest about where I'm at. And if I don't even know something fully, I'll be like, I'll figure it out. Like, I'm going to be honest about it and I'll figure out the answer. Like, you know what I mean? And so when it comes into like, now you're getting into your, like your services and all of those types of things, you can still, um, share what like you've experienced and you know, still speak into that emotional piece of having like you're coming alongside this person to help them solve this problem together. So you guys together,
1: <laughs> yeah. And so, it builds that yeah. connection to where you're not just selling, and they're not just like every other person. And it's like, okay, well, this is what they do, and this is what they do, and then just going on to the next. But building that connection of we're going through this together, and. I'm open and honest with you and going to share what I'm learning. I think I think what you said about, you know, just being open and honest that you don't know everything, Mm -hmm. you don't have everything figured out, even though like people pay you to do things is like, yeah, I'm still learning about marketing. And like, I haven't figured everything out and you should never have everything figured out because there's always more to learn. Yeah, and always. Like, being honest about that. I think there's a lot of ego that goes into social media where it's like, okay, I'm seeing the best of everyone else. So I got to I gotta put my best out there and I can't be vulnerable because I want people to know that I know what I'm doing. And there's that like, like scared mentality of... If I say that I don't know everything, are people gonna hire me?
0: Yeah, yes. I think there's that piece too. And like I, of course, like I've been doing this and I I have, you know, I put in the work, you know what I mean, in my expertise and all those types of things. Yes, but I'm always gonna come from a place of learning because has there been times like where a client is asked? And I'm like, hmm, that has made me think of things differently. Yeah. Which is awesome, right? It's makes that curious come from a place of curiosity. Yes. And how can I be innovative? I'm always innovation. That's even literally one of my brand adjectives is being innovative because truly like it really just sparks innovation in me where I'm like, all right, like I didn't think of it this way. Let's totally like dive deeper into that and let's see what we can come up with and it's the best it's because it's it it gives you it sparks that creativity it sparks joy like for me personally where like it's it's just a good challenge and then like again like i'm here to support them and like they have that freedom to try and experiment because social media is heavily experimentation what works for you is not going to work for the next person right like i have when i used to do social media management i literally what i would do for one account would not work for the other and i'd be like what the hell and like you know what i mean and so like a lot of the things when we even see with marketing, when people are providing strategy, which is still very valuable information, a lot of it is like you have to take it and do what works and like experiment with it and see what works for you and see what doesn't then lean more into what works for you and like build your strategy off of that. Like, you know what I mean? And so that's kind of I feel like I just ramble, but I hope that.
1: Yeah, <laughs> like, no. Hey, this is this is a ramble zone here. I love that on <laughs> pod, on this podcast. And like that like is very apparent in reels and TikTok. Because half of what uh, reels are is just copying what someone else did, like the exact same audio. You're lip syncing, or you know, you're you're pointing at the same beat. And a lot of those, like as I'm scrolling through audio that I like, and I'm like, okay, I want to get some inspiration. I'm seeing the same same exact points. Like people are pointing to the same exact three things, and some of them have. Fifteen thousand views. Some of them have a million views. Some of them have three hundred views, and they're all doing the same exact thing uh, because it's all going to be different for every single person.
0: Yes, exactly. And I, you know, even with like video, even with reels specifically, like reels and TikToks, like Mm -hmm. I have seen people who are super successful with reels just talking to the camera. Yeah, that's it, and they're providing valuable education. And they, and for some people, that may not work. For me, when I posted it, it's a lot. I get more engagement when I'm just talking to the camera. Mm. That's not everybody, though, right? Like some people, it is more entertainment. Like it's more it's just really, truly just depends on your audience. And I'm not sitting and that's why I'm like, have fun and experiment and see what works for you. Um, because you know, it it can be easy to compare ourselves when we see other people who are having their success. But I think again, like we forget, like they tried and like, they definitely failed and they are now just doing what works best for them. And, um, again, like I said, like you have your own experiences, you have your own journey. And so again, you just have to really think about what works best for you and lean into that.
1: Yes. Okay. I love this. Okay. Awesome. Well, Akua, thank you so much. Like this has been really insightful into like how to dive deeper into what our clients are needing and what their their pain points are, how they feel, all of those things, and then shaping that into marketing strategy. Yeah. Uh, So. I'm excited. Uh, I, I, I know that the listeners are, are probably seriously taking notes as well, um, which I'll have some notes in the show notes. So don't worry, <laughs> guys. Um, but yeah, before we kind of get into where people can follow you and uh, and, you know, uh, see you online, um, yes. listen to your podcast and all that. Um, there is part of the show that I like to do where we talk about what we're loving this week, and it could be anything really a TV show, book, movie uh food uh what are you loving this week
0: um so i know people will be like are you serious right now but (laughs) abbott elementary i know i'm late to the game y'all but that show has brought me so much joy, and yeah. I literally finally caught up this morning. <laughs>
1: okay, nice.
0: love that show. I literally like. I you know I heard like there were a few clips that I saw that I thought were so funny. But I'm usually so late to trends on like TV shows and everything like that. Like I'm just super yeah. particular. About certain shows and movies, especially like where I'm at with whatever season I am in life. Like if I'm like in a really vulnerable place where I'm like going through like growth pains that like I'm not going to go watch no true crime or anything like that. That's just going to like lower my vibe. So. I was like, right now, because I'm going through growth pains. I'm not even gonna lie. And I was like, I want to watch things that bring me joy. And Avid Elementary* for me right now is that show. Like, I yes. flip and love it. It is so funny and <laughs> just like it's like *The Office*. Yeah, it's. it's literally,
1: I, I've so. seen a few clips and because um, it's on Hulu, right?
0: Yes, it's on ABC. Okay. So yeah, if you have Hulu, you can watch it. Yes, yeah, okay, cool. it is.
1: Uh, we we had um, g- we got a new TV and, and we logged into you know the Disney Plus and Netflix and stuff for the kids and and for a Great British Bake Off and uh, and then I was like oh yeah I wonder what's on Hulu like I, I know that they they've got some new stuff I've heard that their like original content has been pretty good and I logged in. And uh, an Abbott Elementary popped up. And I was like, I've been hearing good things. I'm gonna yes. add that to my list. So I thought everybody was being overdramatic. It's so
0: it's so good, and the representation. Okay. I just I love it. I love that show so much and oh, yes it is bringing me joy where i just i'm like cracking up ridiculously yes. and i feel so good after i watch mm-hmm. an episode like it's just like a really quick like pick me up for me like when i want to break i'll mm-hmm. put an episode like have lunch and i'll like watch an episode of abbott while i'm like having lunch but like and then get back to work it's just it's such a feel-good show for me right now so that's yeah great. that's like what i'm loving i'm trying to think of what else right now Oh, I love this podcast called like self love fix. That's like a podcast that I'm really enjoying right now. Just like focusing on myself. And, you know, again, I'm in a season of of growing pains, which of course can bring up something like uncomfortable feelings. So it's like, how can I take care of myself? How can I honor myself so I can still continuously show up in my business and for my clients? I think that's such an important piece for me right now. Um, so yeah, like I said, I'm in like vulnerable space, growth pains. So I'm like being very intentional with what I consume, where I spend my time, because right when you're going through that, it's like mentally it can be hard. So I'm just trying to really focus on the things that bring me joy right now. And those are some of the things. So
1: awesome. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, I'll have links to those. It's interesting that you said that about like going through growth pains and being vulnerable and like being in that vulnerable state and how you're not going into like the true crime stuff that you were once uh, really into because I've noticed that I like my true crime podcasts. I'm not keeping up to date with those and they're not the, the ones that I click on whenever they pop up in my feed. I'm like, Oh, I got to listen to, you know, my favorite murder this week. I'm just like, yeah, I don't know. I'll listen to that later. And like I'm skipping some and I'm not getting so much into Uh, like I am a huge horror movie fan and I love spooky season and we're like, you know, less than a, like a week and a half away from Halloween right now. And, uh, and I haven't been getting into that much this year and I am going through a very vulnerable stage right now and a lot of change and a lot of like, that makes sense. Once you were saying that, I was like, Oh, well, there but, you go. That's what Yes, like,
0: <laughs> things you would, like, naturally get And I'm not, like, a big, like, crime show. Like, there's, like, a, a few that have definitely caught uh-huh. my eye because the storytelling was yes. phenomenal. Yes. Where the storytelling was really good, and it was, like, centering on, like, the people who it truly affected. And so, like, mm. those. But I, I never really watched it heavily. But, like, there were a few that kind of was, like, oh, wow, like, this is, the storytelling is phenomenal. But it's just kind of, like, you notice, like, naturally the things that you would naturally consume on, like, a regular basis or just – Different activities, things like that. Like, all of a sudden, it's no longer <laughs> like your usual. Like, that's yeah. kind of like where that was the same thing with me, where I'm like, I'm like really going through some stuff right now and I didn't realize it. And then, like, I'm like, oh, yeah, like, no wonder I don't want to watch this show right now or mm-hmm. um, do this certain activity right now because I'm just not in that season. And maybe I won't even come back to it, right? We're evolving, I'm evolving. And like, right. that's just like where we are. So, I, every single season I'm in, I know it probably sounds weird, but I try to be like intentional with what I'm consuming. Um,
1: yeah, which right now is a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's cool. I, I like the like we are evolving and our tastes change. And like my wife and I were talking about that recently, where we used to be really into certain YouTubers. Yeah. And like that would be a date night where we would just sit and watch certain YouTube channels. And some of them were like comedy things and like skits and others were uh, like home renovation stuff. And we realized that we really haven't watched any of that in like six months. And we're like, yeah, we've we've kind of like moved on to different things. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, I've noticed that uh, for me, too, that I'm not really into the 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 scary, spooky, creepy horror stuff as much this year as I have been in the past. And I'm not into my true crime shows. I'm not into <laughs> like my uh the lore podcast, which I love storytelling. Uh uh Aaron Makey is amazing at storytelling uh with like the history of folklore and stuff in yeah podcast. But I also haven't really been listening to that. I've been leaning more toward the comedy uh side of things.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, and there's nothing wrong right with that. Yeah,
1: I yeah. love that. Which That's is awesome. what I'm loving this week is yeah. uh, is a a comedy a new Netflix comedy special. Um, uh, Hasan Minhaj had a new uh, special that came out uh, called The King's Jester. Okay. Yeah. And it's he. I mean, speak talking about storytelling, he is so good. Like the whole hour long special <laughs> is pretty much telling one story. But oh, he like that. dives into different things and like tells a little mini story and then brings it back. And he you know, has like this whole like light present or uh, like the the lights and the screen behind him and everything is incorporated into the story. So he was like, you know, talking about like really, really fast and like l- everyone's laughing and it's really upbeat. And then the lights just dim as he like hits this one key detail of the story and like like everyone like I just felt like my heart like go into my stomach and just the whole crowd was just nothing just pin drop moment and he's just like draw drawn everyone in and just somber talking I was like man Hassan's great at uh, at telling these stories so that's um, phenomenal yeah the king's jester it's really good I'm gonna definitely check that out his other comedy specials are really great too awesome but yeah well awesome well Akua, thank you so much for being on the show where can people find you where can they follow along and say hey
0: yeah come hang out with me on the gram send me a dm i always answer my dms um if you have any additional questions or anything like that um at akua a-k-u-a kanadu k-o-n-a-d-u underscore you can find me there you can find me on my website akuakanadu.com um definitely check out my podcast here's the tea with akua it is a storytelling podcast um i love this pod my podcast because it is not a business podcast it, it is not <laughs> it is, yeah. no we have real conversations about anything and everything um because it's all about making uncomfortable conversations more comfortable. And how do we do that through storytelling? Right. When we're able to connect with people who are different than us and hear different perspectives. So, um, that is the podcast. Um, if you want more storytelling help, definitely take my storytelling quiz. Um, cause we all have different, we're all storytellers in, in different ways, but we all share stories differently. So definitely check that out, um, as well. So, yeah, but thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed this conversation. This was a lot of fun.
1: Okay. well thank you so much uh it was it was an honor getting to to chat with you today yeah thank you thank you for listening to another episode of the light and dark photography podcast as always you can check out all the things in today's episode in the show notes at lightdarkco.com slash podcast slash 146 this podcast was recorded in front of a live Facebook audience. Join us for the next live episode by joining the Light and Dark Photography Podcast group on Facebook. You can follow the show on Instagram at LightDarkCo. Akua is at AkuaKanadu underscore. And that is A-K-U-A-K-O-N-A-D-U underscore. And you can find me on Instagram at AllHardPhoto subscribe to the show so i actually i think they're calling it following now um follow the show wherever you listen to your podcasts share it with a friend leave us a review i would love to read what you have to say until next week i will see you in the facebook group bye nope still here okay uh bye for real now